Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. All right, guys, welcome to Always Hungry from iHeartRadio. My name is Bobby Flay, and I'm here with my daughter and co-host. I'm Sophie Flay. And on Always Hungry, Sophie and I gather around my stove to cook together. Well, you cook, I ask the questions and eat the food. If there's any food left, we come to the table together to share a meal, connect as a family, and tell the stories that matter to us. All right, Sophie, on this episode today, I'm going to actually take a back seat because we're talking about social media And I would say that you are 500 times better than me at this. I just exist in it and you help shape it. You exist in it, but at a a high level. You you got a lot of followers, Bob. Yeah. (laughs) Who wants to follow me? (laughs) All right, so I'm going to do something today I've never done before. Oh, you've never done this? I've done this. Do you know what I'm doing? Yeah, you're making the TikTok pasta. Yeah, I've never done a recipe off of TikTok ever. Oh, wow. Which... I'm clearly becoming, I'm in the minority on that. Right. Because TikTok has like all of a sudden become like the new place that people get there. I find so many recipes on TikTok. The most famous one I know of, the one that's gotten the most chatter, the one that people talk to me about is this one 
where it's a pasta dish with cherry tomatoes and feta cheese. Went completely viral. What's it called? What do you mean? Does it have a name? I don't think, I don't think it has a name. Okay, it's cherry tomatoes, feta cheese, and I think they use rigatoni usually, but I, I'm using penne because that's what I have. There was like a shortage of feta because this pasta went so viral. Right. So I looked it up and you have to, like the, the, the original recipe is cherry tomatoes, not grape tomatoes. Although, what are these, grapes? <laughs> Hold on. These might be, oh, these, no. might be, these might be grape tomatoes. <laughs> um, these are grape tomatoes. Dad. Okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. So, I mean, the, the, he, here's the one thing you have to understand. Like, there's been a lot of, like, variety of, on this recipe. Yes. And so, like, it's not baking. So, it, like, you can kind of play around with it. If it was a baking dish, you wouldn't want to do that. But since, it's, like, since we're basically, I mean, here's the bottom line. You're taking some cherry tomatoes or grape tomatoes, little, little tomatoes, which are usually sweeter than bigger tomatoes. You're taking some, some feta cheese, um, some olive oil, and then I put a little crushed red pepper in there. So it says to bake it for 40 minutes, so that's what we're gonna do. So I'm gonna put this in a 400 degree oven, and I'm gonna set the timer. And then you cook pasta ahead of time. Right. So, uh, you know, I'm cooking the penne, we're gonna let that cook, and then fresh basil, and then salt and pepper. Basically, that's the whole that's the whole shooting match, right? Yeah. Have you have you watched the video? I don't think I have watched the video. <laughs> Do you have it? Uh, we can find it. It's not that hard to find, I'm sure. All right, let's watch it. That's so funny. Okay. All right. So today we're talking about social media, which is no small subject. Mm -hmm. You know, it's become such an important part of our lives. But somebody who I really respect suggested to me something the other day that I want to ask your opinion about. Okay. She said, I think social media is on its way out. Is that even possible? I personally don't think so. But I mean, maybe, I, I don't know. I, I think of it in the same way that people are like, TV's dead, but that is just not the case. Right. I, I, don't, I don't think so at all, actually. Do you think social media is on its way out? No, I don't think it's on its way out. I think like anything, you know, it, it was an amazing invention and it's been abused in some ways. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and it's also, listen, it's, it's made our information highway, you know, a thousand times faster than it used to be. So we get all this information. Sometimes, you know, too much information is too much information. But then again, we all are sort of starved to know what's going on as soon as it happens. So, you know... I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's very distracting. It is, and I think after the year that we've had, I think that people are are craving a more personal, in-person experience. <laughs> Organic experience. Yeah, of course, and, you know, hopefully that's what happens, but I don't, by, I, I don't think by any means that social media is on its way out because it's, I think it's too <clears throat> useful of a tool for so many different things. I mean, you, listen, you, we talk about our, the difference of our generations all the time on this thing, and, you know, you're, I'm 56, you're 25. So I'm 31 years older than you. So I have three decades on you. So like somebody who's my age looks at social media much differently than probably you do in general. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a very general statement, of course. But like, I mean, I still have, like at this moment in time, I have like, like, like 1.7 million followers on Instagram. And so I'm not even sure what that means. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like who's following me? I mean, it's, you know, it's obviously people that watch the Food Network, come to my restaurants, mm -hmm. books, et cetera, 
who knows why they decide to follow somebody, you know? And you, you know, you've actually garnered some, you know, you have over 100,000 people following you now, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that's from your broadcast, from your Food Network appearances, et cetera. It's just, it's, it's, it's really interesting, you know? So when you hear those numbers, I mean, even Nacho, my cat, I'm sorry to say this, Sophie, but he's got more than twice your... <laughs> Correct. <laughs> he's got more. He's a very influential cat. Very influential. He's very popular. influential. He's yes. got like two hundred and thirty thousand followers. It's crazy. Like that. I yeah, know. it's crazy. So like, it, it's really a funny thing. And and when you hear those numbers, they sound like you know, they sound like they're pretty. That's a lot of numbers. I will tell you something that is staggering to me, which is I would say the person with the most followers on my show on Beat ever was Gigi Hadid. Now. Mm. Gigi Hadid, for, for, uh, for, for those of you that don't know who she is, I'm not even sure how that's even possible, but you know, she's probably the most super famous supermodel in the world at this point. She's also a spectacularly nice person. She came on Beat Bobby Flay, and she was, you know, she was having fun with it. it was, I remember it was, the falafel, um, it was the falafel show, and uh, she had had apparently lots of experience making falafel in her life, and she was like, came up to me, and she was like, you're not doing this right. Oh my gosh, like, that's so funny. I was like, okay, Gigi, I got it. And, <laughs> and, and, but one of the things about her is that she's, you know, as popular as she is, she's incredibly humble and she has to live the social media life. I mean, somebody like her has to live with it one way or the other. And I'm, I'm sure she feels differently about it every single day. But somebody asked her during the show, how many followers do you have? And she was so humble and almost embarrassed by the amount of followers that she had. She's like, I don't even, I don't even know. Like, of course she knows, but she didn't want to even say the number. I just looked it up. 70 million. Jesus. Not 17, 70, <laughs> okay? 70 million followers. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like, I mean, when you think about it, it's amazing because she's popular and people aspire to, you know, how she runs her life and lifestyle, et cetera. Lots of young women look up to her. Yeah. And... It's also a lot of pressure. It's crazy. An insane amount of pressure, yes. I remember when I was in school learning about you know, algorithms, and I remember one of my professors saying, there's, it's on Twitter, there's such a small percentage of people that like, really run Twitter. What do you like mean? in terms of like, how, like oh, yes. how many people there's there's a, there's a, kind of like a small amount of people with an insane amount of followers on Twitter and that's and they're really leading the traffic on Twitter which is really interesting to think about because obviously there's so many people on Twitter um, it was a very early social media platform yeah, it in was, the world of social media it was the yeah we really was the first big one right but it, it's interesting to me yeah. Yeah, so Instagram obviously has become sort of the leader. When people say, how many followers do you have? They're, not, they're only thinking about that. For us, you know, I know I'm at the very like, beginning of Gen Z, and I don't know that that's necessarily true with everyone that, that's coming after me. What are they? What are they t- might be talking about TikTok. Right. I think for a, a, lot of these, a lot of these teens and young adults now, you know, Instagram is actually their second, their second choice. Okay. All right, well, I mean, I'm not on TikTok yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you you've watched a lot of TikTok. I have. I you mean, enjoy TikTok. I do enjoy it. Me I mean, too. I mean, there's so much talent out there. In, 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 incredible talent. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I watch it. I don't watch it for. I mean, frankly, I don't watch it for food. I usually watch it for like people who are dancing or <laughs> doing something cool. I mean, it's just so cool. I'm like, there's some people. I'm like, that's, there's no way that that's real. And then it turns right. out that it's real. And you're like, I cannot believe that these people are so talented. <laughs> 
Um, but, but, but I do want to talk to you a little bit about like, how do you decide? So you're a broadcast journalist, you know, you have a very serious job and, you know, you, you work for a, a big broadcast company, but you're also a 25 year old young lady who likes to go out and have fun. Mm-hmm with your friends and you know like how do you decide what you post if i have to think about whether or not i should post something for more than 10 seconds i probably shouldn't post it is that a new rule i think that's a rule that has circulated from you from mom from papa <laughs> my grandfather about a lot of different th- that applies to a lot of different things so it's not necessarily new but i think that you know as you get older and obviously i like you said i have a public and very serious job, I have definitely grown to follow that much more every day. Yeah. I but mean, also like, I don't know, I don't need to share every, I, I also don't need to share everything on social media. I'm, I'm cool with that. A lot of people, actually a lot of people always say to me like, oh, aren't you, aren't you bummed you can't post everything? I'm like, no, I actually, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to post everything. Yeah. Not everything needs to be shared. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. I mean, listen, I mostly post the things that I feel like I can be helpful with. Mm-hmm. So usually it's food. Yeah. I mean, usually it's like a dish from one of my restaurants or maybe something I cooked at home or maybe I went out to a cool restaurant that I, that I really love that I want to talk about. You know, I post about Nacho because he's important to me. I post <laughs> yeah. about you if mm-hmm. you do something like, you know, that's fun and interesting. I mean, that's what I really, that's what I really utilize it for. Yeah. I, I, I use it, I use it in a really fun way. I don't usually use it in, in some, you know, crazy serious statement way ever. It's really about, you know, what I'm serving at Amalfi, that I have a brand new restaurant. Like that's what, I, I always feel like that's what people want to hear from me about. And so, you know, I stay in my lane. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. All right, almost ready to eat. Almost ready to take out of the oven. All right, so I have some penne pasta. I mean, I think the classic recipe had rigatoni in it, but penne is fine. And then I'm going to... Chop some basil. Cut some basil, some fresh basil. I love fresh basil. Me too. It looks like the... Yum. looks like the TikTok videos. (laughs) That's what I'm happy about. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sizzling. Okay. So basically... You take a fork and you mash it up. Oh, you mash it up. Yeah. Because you want the cherry tomatoes to pop. Yeah, so describe what it looks like right now. All right, so right now we have the cherry tomatoes or the grape tomatoes, and they're all sort of blistered um, and hot and cooked. And then the cheese is a little bit crusty on the outside. Looks good. Yeah. So we're going to crush the tomatoes so that the juices come out. Whoa, be careful because it's hot. (laughs) Hot tomato juice. And you just do it all in the same casserole pan. Yeah. Does this look great? Yeah, it looks great. All right. And you mix it all together, right? Yeah. Mmm. Does that look good, Sophie? Yeah, it looks so good. <laughs> okay. I, like, whenever you say to me, like, hey, Dad, I really like that video you did today. Like, I know that I did something that <laughs> could have some relevance. Because you would only say that to me if you really felt that way. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Because I, I don't really hear from you saying anything else. So when you, every once in a while, like every, like every three months, you'll say, like, I really like that video today. What is it? I don't know. I think, I don't know. I, I think I, I really like explainer videos. It's something that I work on a lot in my own job. And I think that they work really well in social media. And I just, you know, someone who's as knowledgeable as you doesn't have to go through and necessarily, like, explain every ingredient all the time because we just we just trust that you know what you're doing or you know best but I think it, it's it's so helpful and valuable to your audience and no one wants to feel stupid or dumb or like they don't know something and I just feel like you approach it in such a easy and kind way and yeah it just makes you not seem like a know-it-all but you're not you don't ever seem that way but do you know what I mean? I don't know if I'm describing this correctly. Yeah, I was hoping that you were going to say I was cool, but that's not happening. Oh. <laughs> no, that's not, that's okay. not what I was talking about. Okay, cool. So, all right. So, you, so you're just saying that, like, you appreciate the, like, the, 
the explanation, the fundamentals, the basics. Yeah. Right. Don't assume right. anything. Right. That's really key. I mean, that's one of the, that's really interesting. Because I think that I think I get when I'm trying to cook something from memory or following a recipe, there's nothing worse than when I see a word that I don't know. You know what I mean? And like that doesn't always happen, but sometimes I'm just like, I, I don't. I mean, this is a stupid example, but it's like, how am I supposed to? What is what is blanching this vegetable really mean? No, you know exactly. what I mean? Like it's there's things that you don't do every day, and you come across a vegetable or a fruit or an ingredient or. Uh, technique that you don't understand, and you're like, oh yeah. my god, this is so fr- this is hard enough. It's like I'm now I'm even more frustrated. <laughs> right, which brings me to you know using social media for food for cooking, and so there has like listen, I started at the Food Network. How old are you? Twenty five. Yeah. So I how old are you? <laughs> I I started the Food Network probably twenty six years ago. And the reason why I asked you how old you were was because you were 10 days old when I shot the worst show in food television history <laughs> called Grillin' and Chillin'. So good. Best name. Best name. I, I will take credit for the name. I, ma- I named the show, and it was literally so bad. But <laughs> it's a cult favorite at this point, but it's, it was so bad. But you were 10 days old, so I, I, always, I always know how long I've been around there since, based on your age. What do you mean it was so bad? Oh, it was terrible television. We shot 42 shows in six days. That's seven a day, <laughs> live to tape, no editing, no stoppage. Oh my God. We had to hit the commercial cues, live to tape. That's why I do television so quickly. That's why to, to this day, I can shoot two episodes of Beat Bobby Flay before four o'clock in the afternoon because I just go. I can shoot five cooking shows literally in five hours. That's insane. Yeah, or less. I mean, seriously. Oh my God, what are you running on? Jesus. No, it's not about running on it. So how I was trained. I was trained yeah. to shoot things live to tape. No, there's, by the way, Bobby, there's no editing. We don't have money for editing, so that's what <laughs> we're going to do. Right. So that's how I learned how to do it. Right. And so, and like we'd had, no, it was me and this guy, Jack McDavid, who I've known forever. He's from Philadelphia. And he was the country guy. I was the city guy. It was like this country city cook grilling thing outdoors. And it was like, we had no idea what we were doing. Right. Not that I know what I'm doing now, but it's like, <laughs> we, like we really didn't know what we were doing. And we just kind of, there was no script. We just kind of went for it. And in some ways, that, that show has like some, has some beauty to it mm. with, you know, without us even knowing it at the time. <laughs> it was so incredibly, it was before the word organic was a word. Right. But that's what was happening. But like, but in terms of being polished, it was terrible. Mm. But People talk, still talk to me about it this day. Anyway, so what I'm saying is people are learning how to make dishes in less than 60 seconds on TikTok, right. including you. Right. And so well, how do you feel about that? I mean, do you feel like that's the way it's going to go? It's going to get quicker and quicker. Pretty soon there's going to be 10-second videos on how to, how, to, how to make like five-course meals. I mean, what is happening? I mean, there is something about like low and slow and, you know, doing things, you know, correctly and all that kind of stuff that really, I mean, not that, not that TikTok, TikTok clearly makes, there, there are shortcuts that are, that are taken depending on who's doing the video because ultimately you can't do everything in, in that short a period of time. But do you think that that's where it's, all, all your friends getting their, 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 culinary advice on TikTok? I mean, I don't know if they're all getting their culinary advice on TikTok, but we are definitely making a lot of TikTok recipes for sure. But, uh, okay, so so when you want to, okay, so, all right, so you guys want to cook something. Are there particular people on TikTok that you look at or are you, do, you, do you search a dish? 
No, I've never searched a dish. I mean, I've mentioned him before, but there's this um, young man named Jeremy Sheck who I showed you that penne alla vodka recipe. Yeah. I think he's great. And he, I mean, his food is beautiful. If you follow him on TikTok or on Instagram, I think he also has a website. I, I love his food videos. But the thing is, is like, I'm not a great planner in terms of thinking about what I want to eat for the week. It's more so I'm scrolling on TikTok at 10 p.m. at night and I come across like one of Jeremy's videos and I'm like, oh, that looks so good. I'm going to go to the grocery store tomorrow and, and buy all the ingredients and make it that way. So then other than this dish that we're making right now, you've never used social media for a recipe? Social media? Have I used social media for a recipe? It's not the way I search. If I, if I need to know like a classic dish, for instance, let's just say it's caponata. Do you know what caponata is? No. So caponata is a, is an, is a classic Italian dish and it's, it's based on eggplant. So it's eggplant that's roasted and then you add lots of different things to it. You know, different herbs, different, you know, there's, there's usually currants or raisins in it. It's like a dip. It's like an eggplant dip. And if I'm like, oh, wait a second, I know four of the ingredients that are in a classic top caponata, but I know I'm missing a couple. Like I'll go to bonappetit.com or I'll go to Food & Wine or Savoir. To me, these places have food integrity. Mm. So I know that I'm going to find the classic, authentic caponata recipe somewhere amongst them. Mm. I don't search it on Instagram. Okay. I go to the website. An Instagram account that I follow for food recipes is Half Baked Harvest. I love her. Oh my God. She's, she's so I follow good. her. She's really good. Mm-hmm. Everything she does, I, I fall in love with. Her content is beautiful and her food is delicious. We, Me and my girlfriends, we always make these chocolate chip and pretzel cookies. What? Yeah, they're so, so good. Sophie, I have to say something. You don't ever cook for me. Like Correct. You, and you never bring me anything that you guys made or anything. It's never, it's, you've never walked into my house bearing food gifts. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> well, for obvious reasons. <laughs> I don't really know what you're confused about. Uh, well, well, I'm just saying, it's like, obviously, you just said these things are delicious. Yeah, they're great. So don't you think it'd be kind of cool if you brought me something from a half-baked harvest that you really loved? Yeah, I didn't know you you wanted that. No, of course I do. I don't just sit around oh. here cooking all day. Like sometimes. What do be, you mean? Well, only when you come over. That's weird. I guess you're living a different life when I don't see you. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Apple Park. Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Come on. Okay, so we have the we have the feta. Mm, those, those look good. <laughs> <laughs> we have the feta. I put some crushed red peppers in here. Yeah, that's what I did too. You don't need to do that. And then let's take some pasta. I probably made too much pasta, but oh, that's okay. And then yeah. what I do is I season the, the pasta with salt and pepper before I mix it. Okay. Why? Because you want you want everything to be seasoned well. Got it. Then we mix this together, mix right? Mix it all together, yep. Get it nice and creamy looking. You are so happy. I know. Because it's so good. So now, one of the tricks that I saw in one of the newspaper articles about this was that you, you save the pasta water just in case it's too dry. Ah. Uh, and you add a little bit of the pasta water that you cook the pasta in just in case. Did you do that? I did save it, but do you think we need it? Uh, I don't think so, actually. It looks great. You like it? Yeah. And then always, like any other dish, you add the fresh herbs at the end. So we're going to put yep. some fresh basil in there. Sophie, I've never seen you so excited to eat in my house. <laughs> Please. I love how you were like, how you were like, yeah, I've never done a TikTok video before. And then you read a newspaper article to, <laughs> to learn about it rather than watch like the, the videos. Yeah. Mm. You like it? So good. Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah. I actually think I like the goat cheese better, though. You think the fed is a little grainy? A little. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the feta I bought. It's pretty good, though. Oh, so good. I mean, look, here, here's the bottom line. It's tomatoes, basil, and cheese, right? That's so good. It's not a new combination of things. They're cl- it's classic for a reason. Mm-hmm. But I kind of like the process because it's really easy. Yeah. You want some olive oil in there? Yeah. Do you want to eat this for the rest of the podcast? Yeah. All right, it's all yours. <laughs> One of the things that I have not eaten yet that you have, like, 
been inspired by um, social media is this Japanese egg sandwich thing. Oh. What's it called? The restaurant or the spot, Kombi. Kombi. With oh a K? my God, it's so good. Yeah, K-O-N-B-I. What's the story? What do you mean, it, what's the story? Well, because, it, because these guys have actually used social media in a really smart way. They just went viral on this one sandwich. Yeah. Right, and, and it probably like helped their business enormously. Yeah, I think, was it Bon Appetit that named it best restaurant of the year one or two, two years ago? What? Yeah. Okay. Oh my God, that egg salad sandwich is so good. Did yeah, they, but I mean, it's, it's, very, um, it's very photogenic, and that helps, definitely. I, I feel like you kind of have to be now. Do you ever think about that? What? About your food being photogenic? Okay, that's, that's a great, great question. I mean, this is a really interesting story. People are building restaurants for Instagram. Yeah. Okay, I don't do that. I, well, I just don't. Maybe right. it's a mistake, but I just don't do it. I, it's like, it's just, it, that's not the way I think of things. Right. Like, I don't think of things just because I want them to look pretty. Like, I get inspired by a cuisine, and I'm like, okay, like right now, you know, so I, we opened this restaurant in Vegas. That's Caesars. It's, it's called the Malfi. Clearly, it's an Amalfi Coast restaurant. I'm inspired by my travels there, the times I've spent there, all the incredible food I've eaten there. When I built this restaurant, you know, Olivia Capuano is the, is the designer. I didn't, t- I didn't say to her, Olivia, we have to make this place Instagram ready. Yeah. We just made a beautiful, re- I mean, she designed it. We, you know, she designed this beautiful restaurant. But it's not, we don't think about, we didn't, that's the inverse way to think about it for me. Now, yeah. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just behind the times. Maybe you should be building these restaurants for social media. But what about your dishes? Forget it. That's no. what the last thing I'm going to do. Okay. Even more so. Okay. I'm, I want to make things taste good, have great texture. Yep. And of course, they have to look good on the plate. But looking good on the plate can mean lots of things. Mm-hmm. You know, like the food of the Amalfi Coast is incredibly simple. If I tried to make it Instagram ready, yeah. it probably wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Because these are just beautiful noodles like bathed in sauce with some shrimp running through it and some basil on top. Yeah. Like, I mean, or all the angles of every noodle perfect so that they, you know, they glisten for Instagram? I have no idea. Yeah. No, I don't think about it that way. But, I, but again, maybe I'm not right. I have no idea. Have you ever gone to a restaurant that you like, have seen, that you follow on social media or seen, seen on social media and, and when the waiter comes over to take your order, been like, I want, shown, shown them a picture and been like, I want this. No, but people do that all the time. I've done that, yeah. You do it? I've done it before, yeah. I mean, we see people doing it in the restaurant. Right. So if I start, if I keep posting stuff, that's what happens. Yeah. And, and so ultimately what I see happen, and this is the, this is the thing about having a, a handful of followers, is that when you post, like I, if I post a dish of, you know, shiatelli, which is this beautiful pasta from, the noodle is, is a very Amalfi Coast noodle, and it's, it's got, we, have, we put the scampi sauce on it. So I, I posted it. So I know that in the next few weeks, we're going to sell a lot of it. Mm. Because people coming into the restaurant do exactly what you just said. They're, they have a reservation in Amalfi. They go to the website or they go to the Amalfi Instagram account or they go to my Instagram account. They're like, oh, this, Bobby posted this. I'm eating this. Mm-hmm. And then they say to the server, I want that. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I look at the sales the next day and there's a 20% uptick in that one dish. So yeah, there's the, the influence is, is, is key. I just, as a cook, I can't think of it that way. Yep. I just have to cook good food. That's fair. Okay, so at Shark, I would say your most Instagrammable dish was the purple cheesecake. Yeah. If you were going to make a TikTok video about one dish at Amalfi, what would it be? 
And it doesn't have to be like it doesn't you don't have to choose it based on what the final product looks like looks like. You can also choose to make make it about something that just has like a cool process. I think a whole roasted scorpion fish. Whoa. Scorpion fish is a really cool looking fish. It's bright red and it's like it has like these bright red and pinks and yellows running through it. But it also looks like it's been in a fist fight. <laughs> Jesus. It looks like a tough ass <laughs> fish. You know what I mean? Like it, Well, I hear you. You know, it's it it, it it and actually the meat of the fish itself is toothsome. It's a flaky fish, but it's it's dense. You know, it's like it's like it's like a strong fish. Um not in flavor. It's got a very I love the flavor of it and 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 when people order it whole and we roast it whole, it looks like, it's like, it almost looks prehistoric, but it looks so great. Oh, that's so cool. And like something like that would really catch people's eye. Yeah. Some people would be freaked out because, you know, it still has the head on it and it's, you know, it's a whole fish. So and not everybody loves that idea, but still it will get people's attention. That sounds great. Okay, well, wrapping up this episode, everyone follow at Bobby Flay on TikTok. We're just about to create his account. <laughs> Stay tuned for my dance moves. <laughs> no, oh my, no, that's not going on there. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, no. Always Hungry is created by Bobby Flay and Sophie Flay. Our executive producer is Christopher Hasiotis. Always Hungry is produced, edited, and mixed by Jonathan Hostressler. Always Hungry is engineered by Sophie Flay. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. 